0: Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Immortal Index podcast and I've been saying it on Twitter for a bit and you know trying to get things going but with the time zones and the craziness I think I have people in Rome who want to talk I have people in Malaysia who want to talk people in Taiwan all across the globe people love this content people love these Chinese web novels and they love Xianxia and they love Wuxia and they love Xuan Huan so I wanted to make sure that we had some kind of panel and some kind of consistency that we could do it uh, I got some great people online today, uh, reached out through Twitter. They reached out to me, which is really cool. Really appreciate them. Uh, really appreciate everyone who's who's been, you know, involved in setting this up. Right now, uh, in this today's show, we have Elite Tube, Iron Dog Killer, and Mr. Baconator1588. I'm going to bring them in in just a second. Today, we're going to be talking about Overgeared. Uh, if you haven't read Overgeared, uh, you definitely should. I think it's probably one of my favorite novels at the moment. It's... Uh, being translated by Rainbow Turtle who did uh, Legendary Moonlight Sculptor as well Uh, and it has a very similar feel to the novel as Legendary Moonlight Sculptor had where it's the main character a little bit of a swerve different kind of things happen to him that you don't expect and the comedy and kind of like the hijinks of the story it's a little bit more uh, uh, grounded than Moonlight Sculptor in that Moonlight Sculptor just gets so ridiculous at, at certain points, but this one, I really, really do enjoy it. We're on chapter uh, 888 in the in the uh, public release on Wusha World, and it's actually going away for a while, uh, probably about a month, because uh, er, um, Ren Washing from Wusha World is doing a deal with the Korean novelists uh, trying to make sure that we can actually have translated Korean novels on Wusha World, Which would be great, but in good faith, he's taking down all the Korean novels off of Usha World in the meantime. So we'll talk a little bit about that and how our feelings are for that. I did a poll for that a while ago, and it seemed like everyone was okay with it because most people just want to be able to have the consistency moving forward, even if it takes a month of time now to get that. So... We're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to be talking all about Grid. We're going to talking about Grid's growth from immaturity to maturity. The item development system. Do we like this system? Do we think it's overpowered? The relationship with the gods. Uh, just a heads up, this is a spoiler discussion up to chapter 888, so just stop listening right now because I'm about to say something crazy. Uh, the relationship with the gods. We have the seven malignant saints, and we now know that maybe they're not evil. Maybe they're actually people who just challenge the gods that were painted evil because of the gods. So, uh, we also have his relationship with women, which is laughable. Uh, what is Limchol's hand game? Uh, also, is there a more to the Morpheus AI? We're going to talk about the repeated themes and do they get tiring? I don't think so, but we'll talk about it. Bram and Pagma, will Bram come back? Will Grid meet Pagma and the Eastern continent Yangban? When will Grid take them on? We haven't gotten there yet. Also the Hellgrid predictions. We saw that new move, Flower, when he killed Yura, so when will Grid get Flower? Or will the hell grid and normal grid split off on different directions and get different moves from Pagma swordmanship also we're going to do some Ag- uh, agnes predictions and talk about how yura's quest was resolved with agnes but bram and the M- momad quest is still unresolved they have not finished that off so maybe that's when we get bram back so we'll see without further ado guys i'm going to bring them in welcome to the round table for overgeared hey guys welcome thanks for uh thanks for joining me today hello hello,
1: hello. How you doing
0: so we got a lot to talk about obviously um first off i think the fans want to know like what is your relationship with this novel what do you think of it so far i want to get kind of like overall thoughts on the novel so far so we'll start with elite tube then we'll go to iron dog killer and mr bacon so elite what do you think of overgeared so far as a whole
1: uh, it's been one of my favorites to follow recently to be honest like there are times when i'm just reading other novels and I need something to like fill in, but Overgear slowly became one of my main novels. I enjoy like the game system and I found in this game it's particularly developed, which is quite different to a lot of uh, novels about games you see. So that's one thing I really like that they've done with the item creation system and everything, especially focusing on grids items and things like
2: that. So one of my favorites.
0: Cool, Iron Dog Killer, how about you?
2: Well, I like the novel because it like reminds me of the legendary moon Sculptor. And there's also this other novel that um was getting written, but it was stopped because the author um just stopped writing it. But it's been the main character Grid is really interesting, and I really love blacksmithing too. So um the main the main character like being interested in it. Well, not really being interested in it per se, but um following it was really interesting that's what's kept me reading it
0: okay and mr baconator how about you overall
3: uh, i like it there when i really like read a novel it's usually now like how ridiculous what ridiculous tools will the main character get how like ex- what extremes will he push and it generally hits those things like the items the skills it's like main characters usually outclass other characters but it's pretty entertaining
0: do you think there's at any point in this novel where he's become too overpowered?
3: Uh and There's, like, different points where it plateaus. Like, next power-up, then another one. And compared to everyone else, like, especially when he has to fight someone really strong, he gets something that he needs, like most characters do, that gives him the edge to beat him. And basically, compared to most characters, like, yeah, he is. But I'm fine with that. It's entertaining.
0: But... Do you guys have any complaints with that system or do you kind of, is that kind of what you signed up for? Because in my mind, the first like 20 chapters of this novel are all about how Grid is mistreated, but he's a winner of circumstance in terms of things kind of just happen to work out for him because of his love of NPCs. Do you like that dynamic or do you think it could be improved upon?
1: Um, In this particular novel, I think it's done quite well. Because it's his advantage. Like you know Grid is he started off talentless, but the one thing he could do was sucker up to any NPC and kinda of get really close to him. So it kinda of gave him a pathway to, to explain how he did get so overpowered because if you look at it, he started up kinda of dumb, kinda of <coughs> aggressive, kinda of not likable. So his ability to interact with NPCs, I'd say, is kind of his superpower.
0: Iron or Bacon?
3: I'm sorry I didn't want to talk <laughs> uh, over someone if they were going to talk.
2: <laughs> yeah. It well, was um funny cuz the um it's the start how we went past um went to negative level we went to a negative level and how we cheaped that out. Okay, we kept um, cheating the system at
0: the start. Do you think that uh other people are going to start taking advantage of that? Fine uh, in other. the way.
3: Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. In the way he does, no. He's like the main character, and as such, he has like plot armor and more luck than other characters. So he's going to usually get something, like the negative level. No one else has really gotten that. And that's because it's like, oh, he gets this special thing, so he can be that much better than the other characters.
0: So obviously Grid's not going to be transcended by any newbies in this novel because he is the, the main guy. They had to literally copy him and throw him into hell to create an enemy for him later on. Uh, but do you think that there's going to be a new set of rookies that gives the Overgeared Guild a bunch of flack?
3: Uh, There will be some characters that become strong. It's kind of ridiculous how some of them, it's like, oh, wow, that guy's a problem. He'll fight Grid. It's like, no, he won't. Not in the slightest. Not going to give him any problem at all. Uh, But there are some that will give the, the side characters some issues, probably.
0: And then in terms of the characters that we've been introduced to so, so far, we have five Miracle players that Joel uh, that is bringing up constantly, and we've only been introduced to four of them. Uh, and they kind of have a little bit of a, a theme going on. We have Grid, who's Pogma's descendant. Criagul is the Sword Saint. Agnes is Bale's Contractor. Haster's the Red Sage. Do you guys have any predictions for who that fifth uh, Miracle player is going to be or kind of their role?
1: Hmm. I could de- I could see them being involved with the young band somehow.
0: Good call. <laughs> iron Bacon. Anyone?
3: Uh not in the slightest.
0: Uh, I don't really either. Let's go ahead and do this, guys, just for the ease. Uh if I do a question, let's have Elite Talk first, then iron, then bacon. And that way we can just continue. Sounds... Good. That way we all have a a flow to the conversation and nobody's trying to talk over and we're all good. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, this is our very first roundtable. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Obviously, there's growing pains, but if you'd like to, you can go ahead and hit that thumbs up button, hit that subscribe button, and comment in the live chat. And after you comment in the live chat comment after this video's over if you're not watching live, because those boost the searchability of it and get you more discussions started with other fans of overgear in these novels. So, love the comments, love you guys. Also, all of this is released on Apple Podcasts as a podcast, so if you go to Apple Podcasts and search Immortal Index, you can leave me a review and tell me what you think, whether you hate me or love me. Uh, Mr. Baconator <laughs> really, really hates me, but, you know, I let oh, him on the show can't anyway. Yeah, I am him. Yeah, I'm, I'm the worst, but... But we still have Christmases together and we still, we still, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We don't know each (laughs) other anymore. Uh, So let's continue. Uh, I want to talk about Grid's growth from Immaturity to Maturity. First of all, let's go ahead and talk about one of our favorite moments from the beginning of Grid and the current Grid. Uh, Elite, if you want to start, let's just talk about like one moment where he was super immature that you liked and one moment where he's been now kind of grown up.
1: Um... I think one thing that was quite funny was seeing him first after he'd uh, lost his levels from gaining the legendary class after um he went into his minus level so you know he was kind of he was surprised first that he got the legendary class and then he went into this bad mood because he realized he was going to have to do all this work to level up again and i found that quite humorous but, um moving on to like his growth I think one of my favorite scenes was in recent chapters, him coming in through the roof, bursting in to save everybody in the church.
0: Iron? Iron? Um, Iron.
2: Well, it was funny at the start of the thing where the um, games had changed from from an S-class to a double S-class mission. And it was just funny how they called him stupid type thing said that you were chosen because of how stupid you were and um near the end it started to develop and said well who's stupid now in the end because he he really like just made me laugh how he developed from there if you know what
0: i mean for sure no totally
3: early on uh anytime he was super greedy was really funny anytime that something came up it's like yeah but i want this this and this now it's all mine
0: I think one of the, the funniest things with the character is how it's always, like, swerving him. Like, he's always, like, extremely lucky when it's not for his sake. And then as soon as it's for his sake, it's like, nope, deal with it. Uh, I think one of the, the the first moments of this that I was just like, all right, this is great, is when he's doing the blacksmithing competition on, uh, th- was, no, it wasn't the Eastern Continent, but he's doing the blacksmithing competition and he makes this, like, phenomenal knife and they're immediately like, great, it's going to go down in, in history and we're going to take it. You don't get it deal with it and then obviously you know his his dating life being terrible and ruining yep. his ability to have confidence with all the beautiful women around him because we have quite the harem for this character obviously um, Irene Yura Jishka Eufeminina Park Yarum Hanswa young Fei and Mercedes there's even more of them that are like into him but damn uh well,
3: that goes without saying for any main character in web the- novels the most beautiful graceful best woman everest ever loves the main character
0: yeah but at least in this one he's very oblivious to it and it's not like we're gonna get married and do this and i have to go save my wife let me go save my other wife now oh i have to go save my other wife he just has one wife that's pretty pretty good um it's not like uh, John Chen, John Chen in uh, *Sovereign of the Three Realms* either, where he just has an old man harem. He has just a few old men, just a few old men who really love him, and that one blacksmith who wants to have sex with him. As is,
1: Which harem is quite interesting because, despite him slowly becoming a smarter person, he's still somehow oblivious to how in love all these girls are with him. So it's always funny seeing their reactions when he does something incidentally or just like, you know, just being grid, and they're gushing over him, but he has no idea how they really feel.
2: So yeah, let's... It's funny. Oh, go ahead. Well, it's just funny how, um, how these uh, relationships are going because it's like, you don't know where it's going to go at the moment which is pretty well since they're at like 888. You don't know where it's going.
0: Do you guys think, who's endgame? Who's endgame for Grid? Do you think it's going to be some weird thing of turning, uh, turning his wife into some android in real life? Or do you think, <laughs> <laughs> right, like artificial intelligence, bring Irene to the real world? You win over Geared. Um, or do you think it's going to be probably like Jishka, who's in eternal debt to him? Or the bow.
1: I don't know. I feel like in real life it might end up being maybe Euro. But in game I could see it being a multitude of, of all of them really.
0: Not sexy schoolgirl. Yeah, I Because school <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then Baconator.
3: Uh, I think it's probably going to be both Yara and
0: Jishka. Whoa. So he's Mormon now. (laughs)
3: Uh, it just depends on how the novels play
0: out. Yeah, that's true. All right. But we're not here to talk about the relationship. So let's, uh, let's just go overall grid's growth from immaturity to maturity. How do you think the pacing has been and how do you think it's going to continue forward? Do you think grid's going to be just this like chiseled old man by the end of this novel? Or do you think he's going to still have some of that, uh, some of that youthful humor to him?
1: Uh, the way it's going so far, I feel maybe he's going to turn into more of a wiser old man because we've seen him start to have these ideas of he's got to eliminate threats before they come just to protect the people around him. That's a theme that's been showing up kind of recently as well. So I think he's gonna he's just going to get more and more mature.
2: Yeah, that's where I reckon he's going too because he's just, <laughs> how he was at the start, really immature. And he's really starting to mature as it is now. Uh,
3: he definitely does mature emotionally over the course of the novel so far. The one thing I don't like is the
0: part where he becomes
3: like smarter. It's like, Oh, I just think about things more constant. It's like, eh, it's kind of stupid.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause that is also something that I'm kind of like, okay. And I think the, the combat that they've, that they've created between him and loyal, um, Lowell is probably how you guys pronounce it. Uh, Lowell. is um interesting in that they're using it as a comedic resource. In that, oh, making fun of the MC just randomly being smarter and more intelligent, let's use a character to bounce that off of as the comedic resource that grid's just oblivious to the fact that he's doing all these things. Um, how do y'all feel about that? Because I, yeah, I agree with Baconator that that's a little bit kind of weird. They're like, oh, your intelligence is just higher because you're more mature
1: i won't say it's necessarily he's becoming more intelligent it's just he's sort of maybe becoming more cautious i agree it's a bit plot armor thing but he is the main character besides his growth in game they've got to give him a little bit of something to 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 make him you know to flesh out his growth like he can't just stay stupid the whole game there will be some growth in, in terms of his intelligence. So I don't think it's too
2: forced. Well, my question would be, like, um, he was he made so many mistakes at the start, you'd really want to believe that, you know, the character would um, improve from there, like, you know, make uh, fixies up from his mistakes. Because, you know, generally in life, you know, you make mistakes, you learn from them you'd hope the main character would do the same, but I reckon he probably rushed the, the author probably rushed these learning uh, capability really quickly. So it was just a bit too quick to learn, but you know, if it's enjoyable to read, then they've done something wrong.
3: I think it's, it's separate from him doing and saying things that other people perceive like differently, like meaning things that he didn't actually intend to do and like oh wow he's brilliant when he doesn't intend to be that's fine my problem was it's like he explicitly says oh i'm just gonna think of more constantly and that'll make me smarter and it's like that's dumb.
0: do you think there's some aspect to that like artist artistry because i feel like artists do that a lot too or they're just like they just do a bunch of stupid crap and then people think oh my god that's brilliant i mean kanye west in an example or picasso in another example like Guys, like, Picasso, like, what the hell? Like, so, I mean, I feel like there's some aspect to that to Grid where it's, like, anything he does, people are just like, oh, it's brilliant now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do see your your reason on that point because, I don't know, but I feel like he is just, the way he's been written, he just comes off as a brilliant character because he's doing things that most other people wouldn't be able to do. Yeah,
2: that, yeah, that makes, makes sense. sense that also comes from like the translation because it was originally in Korean and it's been translated into English. So it could be also the translator bringing out the emotion a bit more in the writing.
3: Sure. I think that the difference between someone like a musician or an artist making a work is different than uh, someone being a bumble Lord and (laughs) doing the right (laughs) thing like just by luck and happenstance because with like a work of art, there's intent behind it and where he just lucked into doing the thing that had the best effect for him.
0: Yeah. And I think it, 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 it's, it's luck, but it's also kind of an interesting uh, it's an interesting lesson that the book tries to like purvey in that, you know, as much as he tries to do the right thing, there are times when he has to do the wrong thing for himself. And I feel like it's very human. Uh, a lot of times, it's like you have these characters that are so hell bent on doing the right thing all the time that you're just like, dude, stop! Like you're just doing that at the expense of all your friends and at the expense of yourself. And I think this character has a very good balance of like, yeah, he's going to do the right thing to the degree of it's not going to screw him over. And I like that a lot for this for this novel in particular, where he mentions it because people are like, oh, you love NPCs? Like, yeah, well, I'm not going to like kill myself to save like three of them that I don't know. So I, I dig that a lot. Uh, let's move over to item development. How do we like the system for items? Do you like the rating system? Do you like the system where he loses stat points as he gets to five legendary items and then five mythic items and things like that? What are we thinking? Just throw it all out there and we can have a conversation. We don't have to go one by one.
3: Uh, um, uh, you go ahead. No, you first. You first. That's cool. Fine. I think it's kind of dumb how <laughs> overall, over the course of the novel, every character reacts to like everything as if it's super op and amazing. It's like five percent more damage. Holy crap! That's the best. Like no, it's not. That sucks. The as compared to like Grid's Belial sword, where he combines it with his skill that attacks thirty times per second and explodes for five k damage each. That's ridiculous. But, like, plus one on his sword gives 180 damage. No, it's not.
1: I have, I I definitely have qualms about the uh, the item system in this game. Because the growth and the pacing of when items started appearing is kind of inconsistent. So we have some people who are still using legendary items and apparently legendary items are meant to be amazing. Then you've got people in, like, Mythic, like, with Jashika, with her. own... I don't know how you pronounce her name, but is it Jushika? The archer.
0: Jushika. Jushika.
1: Right. With Jushika with her bow, and all of a sudden, because of this one item, she's now ridiculously, like, she's so ridiculously strong that no one else wants to fight her. I think the gap between items in the game is a bit, has been a bit weirdly written.
0: It's almost, it's almost as if the characters are overgeared. (laughs) 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 i mean honestly though that is the that is the point of the novel they say that like items
2: yeah exactly well my point of it is you know if you look at the start um how he how they got the how his character developed the even the creators of the game didn't expect him to be that bad at crafting items so (laughs) he then sort of cheated that system again like he's just continuously cheating the system and it's really changing how the game's developed.
0: Well, that's an interesting point you make, Ko. Because if the creators are surprised at how bad he is at creating the weapons, it's like he's, he's not wrong to hate the creators because he's the only character that's spending three days straight making these items. Everyone else is just hitting a button and they can still have a higher percentage rate of success than him. Yeah. So. Oh,
3: well. Some of them aren't doing that, but for the most part, they are, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're introduced to the, the jewelry maker who who actually does it by hand, and then obviously the other blacksmith is is now, you know, doing it by hand just after Greg's lead, Grid's lead, but I don't know, like, it, it, it does feel like he's one of those characters that's, like, super unlucky at times, but then just super lucky at times when it isn't for him, his own sake. He's
3: as lucky as the story needs him to be, honestly.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your feelings on the yearly annual uh, gaming championships. I like it. Yeah. Uh,
3: it was really surprising, honestly, uh, that he lost the one time because he's the main character, and I, I liked that because it's different. But I liked it because uh, it. It's like, oh, I have this skill. I'm going gonna... to let people use their skills more and like clash.
0: Do you guys like the aspect of real world countries versus countries and having like the whole uh, patriotism thing for like South Korea kind of stuff?
2: Uh, a little bit. That's everywhere that was in it. You know, you Americans, you got, you know, Australians, and you got every other country that's really into themselves
0: you already said Americans <laughs> yeah no yeah I'm, I'm just joking that Americans are the country that's really into themselves um, yeah I mean I, I dig it I think it's interesting it's very it reminds me of King's Avatar a lot when they bring in those those real world event aspects I was just curious if you guys were a big fan of the fact that every time you get like forward in the game it just goes on this like Twenty to thirty chapter arc of player versus player. And
3: I don't like the, some of the uh, events they do have, like that one uh, it's where they have the different classes with the pieces of paper, the the fighter, the magic user oh, yeah. the wand. I don't like that. I like the where they just fight each other.
0: I thought that one was at least original, though. Like I hadn't seen that before.
3: It is, but it felt fillery.
0: Mm. yeah i mean i feel like that's the thing though is i feel like the all of these olympic championship things are a little bit fillery
3: i like i yeah. like they should just like do the last one in my opinion but the reason i read novels is very different i just like fighting mostly oh which is very different to most other people
0: i like the politics to the point and face slapping
2: <laughs> yeah face slapping yes yeah, it's, it's fun yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, so let's move on to the relationship with the gods. So now, everything's burst off, guys. So we know that the gods are just, like, humans that are super powerful, and we know that, uh, the Rebecca Church is just, Rebecca's like an all-powerful god who can make people do things, but they do live in an area high above everyone else where the gravity is super high and all sorts of crazy stuff. So... Honestly, like, what are your thoughts so far on this huge revelation that the seven malignant saints were just, like, basically player-like existences that got super powerful and challenged the gods?
3: Well, they're definitely not player existences. They're definitely NPCs.
0: No, they're player-like existences is what I'm saying. Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, I kind of like it. Their abilities that they give are pretty interesting. Um. Uh
0: not too sure do you think this was a a good twist
3: yes
2: well they have tried to make it as realistic as possible in the game so they've had to instrument it somehow like if if you've seen worlds like if imagine if it wasn't like levels and stuff like that there's a lot of um other uh, other novels that have the same thing but always have gods in them Mm-hmm. So they probably just thought, well, that's a pretty good idea. If I implement it my way, I could probably do it really well.
0: Do you think this all stems from, you know, kind of the the same kind of aspects they had earlier in the novel where you find out that Rebecca and Yatan are just two sides of the same coin?
3: Uh, it definitely has said that Hexisha is similar to how Crit used to be.
0: Exesia, is that is that how you pronounce it? Well I mean, no, that's an interesting, I just haven't heard it that way That's interesting How have you heard it? Exedia or well, something? No,
2: I, I haven't read I haven't read all the way up to 80, 188 because I did tell you that I've, <laughs> I didn't read it, but I did realize um, when I started reading it, it's like, oh, wait, I actually have read this but I stopped at a certain place because um, I was changing devices and then so I bought a new iPad and then I forgot what chapter I was up to. So I said, well, I might just leave this till it gets a bit to about 900, chapter 900, before I start reading it more.
0: Got it. So, so got h- how far are you then?
2: About, I think it's 200 to 500, somewhere
0: around there. Jesus. <laughs> Christ, Iron, you can't speak to half this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <just bitter. laughs> I'm like, man, like. I would have given you more time if you needed more time, bro. <laughs> it's all no, good. It's
2: interesting. I did. It does. Most of it does ring from the start to the end too. I did read about um, just one chapter over. It's about nearly eight chapter eight hundred or something like that, just to see how the story develops.
0: Okay. And yeah. Well, it just it I'm just makes confused, mo- it makes more sense why you haven't been able to jump in as much. So jump in when you know it and we won't uh, we won't shame you for not having read it but you're about to be spoiled a lot so
2: my memory is pretty bad so I pretty remember the spoilers
0: <laughs> Great cool uh, so let's go ahead and jump into uh, we already talked about his relationship with with women I want to know what's Lim Jolhill's end game Is it just to enjoy entertainment and just to watch these five freaking miracle players? do crazy stuff and tear apart his world obviously he doesn't want to tear it apart but like what's his end game
3: he's definitely already stated it uh he made the game entirely for people to be happy and make their own like make their own lives of whatever of it in the game itself and he's also personally just entertained by people doing things that are unpredictable
0: so is yeah. this is this mofo straight up like willy wonka and is this the chocolate factory and Grids, uh, Charlie? Probably. I don't think I like uh, that
3: he is, is looking for a successor. I think he just likes observing.
2: We never know. He could be the fifth character.
0: <laughs> That's actually a very good point, Iron. Um, he could be the fifth Miracle player, but he spends all his time watching Grids, so I don't know. Maybe he's like the Twitch Twitch watcher. Um, I'm, I'm curious, though if this will go that way, because a lot of novels go that way of like, oh okay, you're my successor now. You become the the strongest player in the game, now you get all of it. Like it's the ready player one syndrome, it's the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory syndrome. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like that's coming, whether we wanted to well, or not.
3: Well, with well, any main character in these novels, it's usually oh, there's a rumored superpower thing. Oh hey, there's a place and a thing the main character's going to go to and get.
0: Well, what's Grids? What does he get when he when he gets to the peak of this world? Do you uh, think no, this game also... has a peak?
2: He's money. He wanted lots of money. That's what he wanted.
0: Well, he used to it, want money.
3: I think it differs from the legendary Moonlight Sculptor, which had uh, a stated hard, and if you do this, you get this. I think it's just going to have a natural and game pro
1: antagonist and they'll beat it and then it'll close the story out. Yeah, I feel like Grid's been moving in a way where we're not really sure where the story is going to go at this point. It's kind of developing in a way where Lim Show could totally be just a crazy person, but there's been no hints to it or we'll just have that typical successor story.
0: So I think um and I want to I want to hear your thoughts on this theory guys because a lot of this game, or a lot of this this story has been explaining that NPCs are just like humans. They have their own their own kind of personalities and everything. And Grid's character is completely based on the fact that he treats them that way and he's getting ahead by treating them that way. Uh, obviously, uh, Lim Chul, who's uh, AI Morpheus, is also a super powerful AI that may have a personality, may, ma- may not. But then Grid's married to um, Irene, Irene. he's married to Irene, he has a son, Lord, his love is in the game, and I kind of joked about it earlier, bringing her outside the game, but on a less joking standard, do you think that the end game of this novel is to combine real world and the game world into one?
1: That is one hell of an idea, I never actually thought about that, but I could definitely see it being possible. Because, just because Grotesque has so much in both worlds that he loves.
3: If it happened, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't expect it. Like, that, yeah, that's going to happen. But I could see it being like, oh yeah, all right, sure.
0: I just feel like it'd be kind of an interesting swerve to have him end up with Ryrene in the end. And then have him have Lord outside of the game world. Because I feel like at some point he's going to want to bring them out.
3: It's not impossible.
0: It's not impossible. Improbable, but not impossible. He, w- he,
3: wouldn't, he wouldn't be the one doing it. It would be when Chihol's say, oh, hey, I can do this for you. It's like, oh,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, maybe Lim Chihol's in love with Morpheus. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Morpheus AI, I did have a prediction that Morpheus AI is actually puppet mastering some of this stuff. Um, but I'm not sure. You guys seem to highly disagree with me on that.
3: Um, well... The thing is every time he's come up, he's just been the plot device of narrating things to the reader. If that comes up, it would be a hard swerve twist and there's no hints that that would be the case. So extremely unlikely.
0: Morpheus is the world will in, in, in essence.
3: Uh, yeah, he's just acting as a computer, a computer do this. It's like, okay. And
0: it does. Got it. Um, um, Let's talk about Bram and Pagma. Do we think Bram will come back when we figure out the whole thing with Agnes and Lich Mahmood?
1: What was the question again?
0: Do you think that Bram will be coming back when we finish the quest between uh, Lich Mahmood? Because the, yeah, the quest I mean, I, is unresolved, his his soul yeah. dispersed, so there's no way to do it, but if Grid still defeats Mahmood, it might happen in some way.
3: Cool. He means the quest where uh, Grid still had Braham inside of him, and then he met oh. Agnes when he summoned the Lich, and it's like, oh, resolve this, and then they fought, but the quest never ended.
1: Oh, wait, why? I've forgotten the reason why Abraham left Grid again.
0: Brahm's soul dispersed because he left Grid's body because he felt guilty pushing Grid towards his fights that didn't have anything to do with him, something like that.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. They're gonna have to come back
3: to that. He de- the Brahman will definitely come back, and then eventually that quest will get resolved.
0: Okay, resolved in a way of like master and disciple. I mean, I think the the biggest thing is. Oh, somebody in the chat says, "Bram reincarnating into Grid's daughter is cl- wait." That sounds like a spoiler, or it's just a prediction that Grid will have a daughter. I don't know. we we'll s- I don't. I don't want. I don't want spoilers, guys. I don't want spoilers, guys. But that sounds like it could be a prediction if Grid has another child. Maybe Bram's soul disperses into that, huh? That'd be interesting. Um, but let's talk. Pogma, then. So if Grid doesn't get Bram back, we obviously have to get Pagma. Um, be, uh, and even if he does get Bram back, then we need Pagma because the one of the things, it, it already mentioned it recently in one of the chapters that Grid would want to tell Pagma that Bram regretted the decision, as well as the fact that because of the relationship with the seven malignant saints and Rebecca and Yatan, like, Pagma would have regretted, like, did deeply regret betraying him. Okay, somebody says it's not a spoiler. Okay. Crisis says it's not a spoiler. That Bram could be thrown in the body of the daughter. Good. Good, 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 good. There's some people who go out and get the machine translations and it's like crazy terrible but they still put things together so I just can never be too careful, guys. Anyway, It doesn't
2: go too far anyway. It hasn't been fully written yet, I don't think.
0: Yeah, he's almost caught up to the to the korean translate to the korean version will pagma come back into the story and if it will what way
3: uh he won't come back himself he's dead but if he does come back it'll be something like the undefeated king did on the island it'll be like a clone
2: he might hand him a trophy at the end too you never know you have won the game congratulations or he might be up in, like, you know, since there's gods, he might be up in heaven and he might travel up to where the gods are
0: and visit him there. Who knows? I mean, we know that he's gonna be there has to be an ark up there. Mm-hmm. There has to be an ark up in Absolutely. heaven. Absolutely. And, you know, the the last thing we see is challenge with a god. The the blacksmithing competition with a god, where he's gonna, gonna have to take on take on the god of blacksmithing. So he's he's got to go somewhere for that, right? He's got to go up to heaven or something. Um, exactly. But he's got to also go to the eastern continent and take out the Yangban. Or is the eastern continent, are the Yangban actually the gateway to heaven? Are they people who are closer to half gods than humans?
3: Uh, at some point he'll get like a power up and then he himself will say, I think I can go take them and then he'll go do it.
0: Also, where do people die in this game? It's all data. So nobody's officially completely 100% dead. There is a heaven and hell. Do characters go to heaven and hell when they're, die- when they're dead? Or do they have like a cycle of reincarnation? They haven't really gotten into what the afterlife looks like for NPCs in this game. So hypothetically, we could still see um, anyone who's died, whether it be Grid's blacksmithing mentor or otherwise.
3: That's a really good question.
2: That is a really good question.
0: What'll happen if his blacksmithing mentor runs into grid in hell? I
3: don't think that'll happen.
0: Well, cause he probably I didn't go to he hell. Probably went to heaven? <laughs> maybe he was, maybe he was like a secret pedophile. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody it's knew.
3: Secret. Cheese pizza. <laughs>
0: Nobody knew. Like, why, why are you down in hell? Uh, I'd rather not say. <laughs> you like that armor I made for you, right? Feels like I'm grabbing you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Total side tangent. But I'd like, to, I'd like to know what the afterlife looks like because we know that gods live in this other plane, but we don't know what actually happens to souls when they die. We know that they have souls because of Bram, but we know that they disperse over time. But where do they go? Are they attached to things? Do they reincarnate? How many kids will Lord have?
3: I don't think that's knowable.
0: I mean, he's got, like, all of the Rebecca's them. children following him.
3: I mean, he'll probably have some, but, it's like, there's no way to know how many.
0: Mr. Baconator, I need the secrets. Tell me the secret sauce. Uh, it's,
3: like, not possible to know how many.
0: You're right. So let's go ahead and go to the chat really quick. I want to talk uh, and see what people are saying really quick. So, Crisis says that would be a nice twist if Grid had a daughter, and the daughter was reincarnated as Brahm. Uh I Have Three Legs says the Ra is at, like, 30 chapters ahead, which is at 944, which is kind of interesting. So, we're about 52 chapters ahead. Uh, Erebus says Grid might meet Pogma once he goes to hell. He was under contact, uh, contract with Baal, so it's not too far-fetched that Pogma went to hell. That is a good prediction. I like that, Erebus. Um... Erebus also says that might be how clone grid got those extra moves. Ooh. I like that a lot. NPC deaths probably act like grid's clone where if they're dark natured, they go to hell. Otherwise they go to heaven or maybe an unknown place. Captain blue says, nah. So the thing with the clone is that he died while blackening. So he got sent to hell. Yeah. He died while blackening. That's why he got sent to hell, but they got to go somewhere. Right. That's, that's the general consensus, but let's talk about hell grid. First of all, what do y'all think of Hellgrid?
1: Elite. <laughs> yeah, um, Hellgrid is going to be an interesting opponent for Grid. He's got up to five combinations, but Grid has already reached the point where I think he can beat him now because of the recent power he's just got in with the um, goddess Goddess's blessing. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so he can. Um, he's got a new moon now that we're yet to see. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do in terms of new um, new sword dance combinations.
0: I thought we did see it. I thought it was like fall. I thought the sky fell.
1: Oh, well, that was a new move. move he got. Yeah, yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, fall.
0: Yeah, but... but... Interesting.
1: We have not seen the combination of sword dances yet, though, so we've not seen if he can go up to five connected sword dances in a row yet.
0: Yeah, isn't Helgrid at six connected sword dances?
1: <laughs> Something uh, like that. Five
0: or six, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like he still can't beat Hellgrid. Um, But I'm interested to see, because they they mentioned it in the writing a little bit, where fall takes like a half step to launch, so it's used as a linking sword dance move. Um, Does that mean that he can, if God's will activates, he can use it multiple times to link to six dances? Or that's what I'm curious about
3: uh eventually because the clone did it so like grid's gonna learn that obviously that's just going to happen he's gonna uh, learn beyond flower. that it's beyond that it's not really knowable possible but like he's definitely going to get with the clone at.
0: yeah i mean they have to come to grips and he has to go down to hell with yura i think
3: but what i'd be hoping for
2: would be um since the the Novel's caught overgeared, I'd be hoping that he'd like find something really crazy or something which would give him a huge boost in power, and then that's probably what would um, win him the win him against the evil
3: one. Well, whenever he meets him and fights him, he's going to win at that point. Whenever
0: well, that does happen. Here's a new question. Is Helgrid evil?
3: Uh, he's an antagonist.
0: He's an antagonist to the main character. Yeah. But is he evil-natured? Like, he's kind of... You don't really have a personality in it yet, but when it develops a personality, do you think it's evil-natured?
1: I think somewhat, because I have a faint inkling of reading something where um, someone from Hell was actually scared of Grid because they thought he was... They'd mistaken him for Hellgrid. remember when he was fighting, um... Yura. It was a demon...
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. Not, not when
1: Helgurt was fighting Yura, When um, Grid was fighting someone up top.
0: Oh, and the they surface. they recognized him.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they thought he was his twin, but he's like, you're weaker than the other version. And all the I remember reading that all the demons down there were all terrified of him, so it could possibly be an indication that he's somewhat of an evil character.
0: But would the demons think... be terrified if it's evil, or would they worship him if it's evil? I mean, we... We're... I think...
3: He's,
0: um, I think he's malicious, actually, despite how yeah. he reacted to Yara. Got
1: yeah. it. Okay. That's interesting. Evil sinister.
0: I think it'd be great to run into Hellgrid in heaven. Does that make in sense heaven. to you guys? Because I think, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either, but I think it'd be great to have Hellgrid have his own storyline that's continuing as we follow Grid that we don't know about. Um... Because he's a direct copy of Grid, so I think it's be I think it'd be really interesting to have him conquer hell or something and then launch a war on heaven or something like that, because we need something that's going to uh catalyst these two realms together, otherwise it's just grid going from place to place dominating everything
3: it'll either be that or it will just go place to place
0: yeah. And then we have the Eastern Continent. That's just like I think the Eastern Continent's the next place we go. Honestly, I don't think Hellgrid's even going to be dealt with until after that.
1: Yeah, unless as a catalyst for for Grid to deal with him.
0: So what's what's uh, what's Agnes's role then?
1: I think him and Grid are going to become friends. I could see it happening. Like when when the Abraham uh, versus Muhammad um, quest first came out. I thought it would somehow help them resolve the relationship, give Grid and Agnes a reason to be friends. And judging from how Agnes saved um, Grid, he saved Irene and Lord when they were being attacked in the the church, I think we could see an indication of them building some kind of, not necessarily friendship, but relationship with each other.
3: Uh, I don't think they'll be friends, but they'll be rivals instead of just dead set enemies. Eventually. Yeah, exactly.
0: So exactly. you'll think you'll think he'll create more of a Krogul-like relationship with Agnes.
1: Not necessarily Krogul-like, because they're on friendlier terms. Yeah, but... those are friends. But there will be something between them that's not complete hatred. Just because Grid has gratitude, he will have gratitude for Agnes saving his son and and his wife.
0: But Agnes is insane. It's yeah, like they don't true. even they don't even like they don't question that at all they don't raise any flags that say hey he's not actually insane he's just upset or he'll just save people it's like his insanity spurred them to save them just as his insanity could have spurred him to kill them
3: he's not
1: actually insane though yeah there's a method to his madness
3: he just doesn't care about a lot of things
0: I mean, it told the story of his history, which was pretty freaking dark, guys. Yeah. It can recently, push... if you not... No, go ahead.
1: Yeah, but recently, if you not noticed, it's saying about Agnes that, like, explaining more of his thought process, especially after he got rid of Eridan, saying, like, why he does the things he does. And if you kind of listen to him, it makes some sort of sense that shows he's not, he's not completely off the rails and saying, like... Yes, he does do some random things, but there are reasons behind them that aren't completely
3: insane.
0: Yeah, so you're saying he's the Joker from the Dark Knight?
3: Uh no. no he <laughs> like, not I, like when when Veridin he's talking, it's like, no, I was never insane. You're dumb. Go away.
0: Yeah, but he's pretty insane. I don't know. I think this is a I think this is something that people on YouTube can comment whether or not they think he's insane or not. I think he is insane. I don't think he's I don't think it's his fault that he's insane. But I mean, just based on okay, how about I change it from insane to so emotionally traumatized that he doesn't plan ahead and just does what he feels.
1: Um I agree more with that with that analysis, but I wouldn't say he doesn't necessarily plan ahead because despite everything agnes is like law when um is, is it law is that how you say his name when he wow. evaluated him Law. yeah he evaluated him and he said that he goes for fights that are like so you know how grid does the quest to level up krogl is just incredibly good with like his mechanics and however he fights agnes's thing is he fights on the edge but he fights in a smart way challenging opponents he knows are difficult for him to defeat But that he will still defeat hence why he's such a high level so obviously he's not it's not that he's not planning anything he does have like some kind of methods of what he's doing otherwise he obviously wouldn't be able to keep up with like griding and Krogle.
0: true that's a good point they're all good points except for iron dog
3: i think i on the contrary i think he had the best
0: i'm just giving you crap iron because you're not (laughs) caught up yeah (laughs) It's all good though. Um,
2: I was just gonna say something. I was I might guess from what you just saying might happen, but it might be a bit far fetched.
0: No, go for it. Far fetched is actually kind of interesting. God knows well, I've been saying he's, some far fetched shit.
2: you realized how much everyone wants um, legendary items and stuff like that, and you know he might actually get one off grid to help him with certain um, a certain point in the novel. You never know.
1: Yeah. Definitely see that being a possibility.
3: Uh, I see it, it. I see it as being like a threat that threatens both of them, so it forces them to work together, and that's where they'll work together. Where it's something bigger than both of them, and it forces them to.
1: Hmm, but would would this is the thing about Agnes being insane? Would he ever be able to make that decision to work together?
3: Well, it already
0: happened. Yeah, they have worked together.
3: It'll be another, it'll be events like that that'll make them together.
0: But I'm just curious whether or not Agnes will have the mental fortitude to be like, hey, Grid, make me an item. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, and I don't think Grid would make him an item because, I mean, now that Grid knows that he wasn't directly responsible for um, the death of his his dude. Con. Why can't I remember his freaking name?
3: Con.
0: Khan, Con, yeah. Khan. Oh. God. Um, yeah, Khan the blacksmith. Uh, now that he knows that he's not exactly directly responsible for that, maybe, maybe there's a chance in hell that he'll make an item for him. But yeah, I don't know.
1: As long as Agnes remains a threat to Grits and the people around him, safety. I don't think he will it's until we resolve them and they become frenemies or whatever they're going to be. I don't think we'll see him making a night for them.
0: Got it. And what do you think of this whole storyline with the red knights?
1: Um kinda over it to be honest. Really? Just seeing... Yeah. So we've had we've had Pure Poirot and um uh, Mo- I can't remember what's his name, save my That one. We've had that storyline, then we've extended it to Mercedes you keep adding on these layers and layers to this story that's turning into a huge conspiracy. And then there's there's the Five Pillars, there's the Red Knights, and then Grid is raising up his own knight to try and fight them or whatever. I don't know, I feel it's just one of those kind of side storylines that's just kind of there mm-hmm.
3: in this novel. The only one that's stated that's actually just relevant anymore is the one at the top, the Grand Master guy. Yeah.
0: What about the Undefeated King successor in his storyline?
3: I don't think that's going to get much focus.
0: Mm, he was kind of disappointing, in my opinion. Because he just it's kept dying?
1: Another... Yeah. I kind of wanted like... him to actually
3: succeed, but then he didn't.
0: Grid
1: mm. has really stolen the... Uh, he didn't steal it, but he's got the thing anyway now, so there's not much more to explore there.
0: And then how about this new character that we're introduced to in the last few chapters, the uh, the new knight, Lord's first knight, that he basically says is going to be able to take out all the red knights.
3: Oh, yeah, um, until that comes up, he's not going to be very... He's going to be fairly minor.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: they've, they've given him a training thing and they've kind of thrown him to the side, so I doubt we'll come back to that for a while.
0: So you think these are just seeds they're throwing out there just so they can bring out big, powerful characters later?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that would make sense. I mean, once they go to the Yangban, you can't have it just be Grid. I mean, they've been stressing it for the past, like, 50 chapters of how much Grid's like, I need to power up my friends and not myself because I myself just can't do everything. Yeah, exactly. We could see what? a
1: breakthrough in um, grid-making more mythical items, especially with this new blade he's working on.
3: Something that's kind of dumb I don't like about the novel, and it's kind of a trope, and actually Ciencia and Huan in general, is the use of certain words when it's not actually true. Like, the word infinite is used a lot, and it's when referring to just really big things. and. Like so, legendary classes have an immunity to CC, but then there are stuff that makes it so they aren't. So they're not actually immune; they're just highly resistant. Yeah, but they still true. call it immune. And I was, like, oh, that was really dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's a that's a consistency in games that like immunity is only up to a certain point. Because there's always going to be stuff stronger than you, especially in games. Like look at the gods. Of course, if a god decides to fight a crit at this point and he decides to somehow knock him, like stun him, say that's a status condition, I don't see how Grid's legendary um, class immunity will be able to stop a god from being able to do that.
0: So, speaking of gods, here's where we're at right now. This is the, this is the, the spot of the novel that we have left off at, is you have been accepted the hidden quest, challenged by a god. How do you Hex think this is, is going to go?
3: Hexista is going to lose super hard. <laughs> really? It's a, it's, a, it's a highly, it's like just any other major event. It's a highly focal point around making an item. He'll make a really good item. It's going to be better.
0: But do you think this is going to be a clever thing where he makes like a certain item that covers up his nipples or something? Like, what do you think this item <laughs> will be?
1: Actually, I don't. I don't feel like Grid will win this one because if he wins, he's gonna shatter Hexetia's pride, and we know how bad he is when it comes to defeat and everything.
3: So uh, I think it's gonna
1: be it's
3: gonna be interesting to see how Grid will handle it. Lindshield Hall himself said, "It's like, oh yeah, that curse is not really gonna be a curse for him.
0: Yeah. So I mean, they're teeing it up that Grid's gonna win, but I think it's gonna be the way in which he wins that's gonna be the interesting part of the storyline.
2: Yeah. That's it always generally is the main character always generally wins, but it's how they win that's the interesting thing.
0: So, how do you think? What do you think he can make, and what can he make it out of to actually beat a god?
3: Uh, no idea. Whatever it is, it like oh, he's his focus has come together, and he made like mythic. Uh, it's like well, yeah, obviously.
0: I mean, the god's already jealous of his other work, so like I guess it's already make made sense that he's better.
1: Yeah, I can't see Grid making something specifically that Exeter needs.
2: So, how many? Um, I don't think that how many matters. How much does he have left to make? Like, doesn't he have like certain uh think how many, certain limit yes. of how many things he can create? How many things does he have left to
0: create? I think uh,
3: that's his like special design a personalized item. Um. Uh, he still has some left, I
0: think. Well, there was the create five mythics and you activate a secret thing. But I think this that was sped up by creating the temple and having the god just be like, wait a second, I'm curious and suspicious of you. Let's speed this up. I don't know.
3: Um, It wasn't that. It was more like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm flattered. Wait a minute. No, I'm not. I'm self-conscious. And then it just dropped and... Uh, The thing with the mythic thing is every time he made one that made him jealous, it dropped his affinity. This just happened to be a separate thing that dropped him.
0: Yeah. And it dropped it. So let's let's wrap it up here with the conversation. Um, I think we talked a lot about the story. If there's anything else you guys want to mention, let's mention it before we get in the conversation. about uh, Just a quick conversation about Usha World and uh, Korean novels in general. Uh, Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with this novel before we wrap it up?
3: Did you know that the Korean novels have been unpaused? Yeah, I was I was going to say that at some point. It's like at least overgeared said, Oh, we've been unpaused.
0: Really? Yeah. I did not know that.
3: Yeah.
0: Well there that's was an announcement,
3: yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, They're overgeared out, anyway.
0: But the
2: novel creator, like the the, the translator is going on holidays, so because she thought she'd be out for <laughs> he or she would be out for about a month, so well, she yeah. thought, "Well, oh, go on holidays. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, she's gonna she, he or she's gonna be um, bringing out five uh, chapters a week still. I
3: think.
0: Oh well, that's good. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, I guess deals are going well then.
3: Overgeared at the least is on. Un- I don't
0: know about any of them. I'll have a quick look. It just takes me one second. Yeah, let's see. What are the what are the novels that <coughs> they're TCF, hosting?
2: TCF, F Overgeared, etc looks like all of them are coming back
0: really Ooh, uh, that's yeah. good news there you go Overgeared, uh, stop no. friendly fire trash of the counts family that's great okay hell yeah guys hell yeah it's back that's good to know so much for that conversation though <laughs> <laughs> um but if there's anything else you guys want to say otherwise i think this has been fun um Definitely kind of interesting. I should change the formatting just a little bit to make sure that uh you know there's not as much dead air. Um and then obviously this is the first time we've hung out and chatted, so it'll it'll get better as we go though. So but I appreciate you guys taking the time to come on the show.
3: Uh, right. if I may, uh because I enjoy it so much, it's not CNCR Swan Juan, but I need to push it for SummerSlam. Uh there's a novel called The Worm everyone should read. And the best way to explain it is it's like the anime My Hero Academia, except way darker and at sometimes downright heckin' depressing. But it's very good, and you should read it.
0: How do you or spell it? Check. W-O-R-M? Yes. And where can people it read it? It
3: is an original English novel. If you just like uh, search Google Worm Novel by Wild Bow, W-I-L-D-B-O-W, uh, it is complete, and it has a sequel that is not, but it is finished.
0: Oh, and you haven't finished it yet?
3: No, I'm about to finish it. Actually, I'm on uh, two arcs away from being done.
0: Oh, nice! Sounds awesome.
3: It's very good. Yeah. If you uh, guys wait. dig, uh,
0: if you guys dig Overgeared, you should check out *Rain of the Hunters*. A friend of mine, uh, Jim Inks, translates that, and it's pretty, it's pretty enjoyable. It's a good binge so good. far. It's on uh, Valer novels.
2: Oh yeah, Valen. that's
0: pretty good. Yeah. What did you say it was called? Uh, Reign of the Hunters. Sweet. Uh You'll get to the end. He doesn't. He doesn't uh, release as fast as a lot of the other translators, but the chapters are pretty long and they're good. He does a good job with it.
2: But, but yeah, it. Uh, ask me about anything about um, Martial World or I Will Eternal. I could have told you everything about it because I'm up to date. And then a couple of novels I'm up to date
3: with. Also up to date on those.
0: So, Martial World, I had like the $180 tier last month. So, I've been waiting for it to catch back up to now. And literally tomorrow, it will be back to where I've read it. So, I'll definitely be doing one of these for that, And then, uh, A Will Eternal, I have about a month before it catches up. But we're going to be doing A Will Eternal soon. Talking about up until the end of the... Arch Emperor Dynasty arc. Six or
2: something, isn't it? End of book six.
0: Yeah. uh, I don't want to say anything because it's just a really good end to the arc. So I don't want to, I don't even want to say anything. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's dope. So we're going to be talking about that and the end of that and how kind of our predictions into how that book's going to end. But yeah, we'll set that up pretty soon too. So Martial World, Will Eternal roundtables are all coming up. I'd definitely be down to do one for. God, I got to look at my bookmarks and just see all this crap that I've been reading lately. Um, What am I up to date on? It's like so many of my favorite novels have ended. I'm down to do one for Rebirth of the Thief. Um, I don't read that. (laughs) I'm down to do one for Sovereign of the Three Realms.
3: Another one I don't read.
2: Rebirth of the Thief. I read that a little bit.
0: Sovereign of the Three Realms. So. We'll be able to figure that out. I might be able to get Edfo for for Sovereign. Maybe we talk with the translator herself. That'd be great. I mean, I've already interviewed her, but this would be more like talking about it. Yeah, all the translators are really cool people. They're great. Deathblade's a cool guy, too. Really like Deathblade. Um, but anyway, that's our show for the day. Uh, where can people find you guys on social media if they want to like talk to you more about these novels? Elite? Um...
1: Um, I don't really have any pages for my novel. I might make a Twitter for it, but um, you can find my Twitter at. What is my thing Well,
0: they can find your Discord at EliteTube.
1: Yeah. My Twitter is OP1 and it's o-1 with a, a zero. I'll put it in the
0: Discord. There we go. I just made the screen able to see that uh, Iron Dog. Where can we find you? Get
2: uh, at Iron Dog
0: Killer. Cool and Baconator.
3: Uh, I have a Twitter I don't really use. If you want to talk to me, I guess it's Mr. Baconator Two. Uh, more likely way to reach me is I'm frequent on the Super Best Friends
0: at Discord. Super best friends. Super best friends. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, Fans, please comment below. Let us know what you thought of the roundtable. Obviously, we'll make some improvements. Uh, We will be making sure that it is as good as it can be as we move forward. But thank you guys again for joining us, and we will see you next time on the Immortal Index Podcast.